Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. Um, before I begin, I just want to apologize for, you know, being inactive on a pretty big hiatus. Um, it's just a lot of things have been happening in my life, so I've been trying to focus on myself. Um, not in a bad way, but for example, I signed up for the National Guard, so I've been worrying about that. My girlfriend has also been going through some things, so I've been trying to help her with that <clears throat> and, you know, be there for her. So I haven't been recording as much. And now with the coronavirus going on, uh, I'm worrying about my family, trying to get everything situated. But with everything going on in the sports world right now, I figured I might as well record right now uh, and record this episode. And it's not that I don't want to record because I love recording. I love doing this. Um, And after I am done training, I plan on doing this weekly once again, uh, especially once sports kicks back up. Um, with the games and more news, but lately there just hasn't been a lot of news going on. Um, and the coronavirus has really been, you know, taking over in the media. So I, I didn't really have anything to go off of besides maybe a couple UFC events, but I know most of my followers aren't here for the UFC. Um, they're mainly here for like NFL and maybe some NBA. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't want to record like a short podcast or whatever. So I wanted to condense it into one big podcast. So again, I just want to take the time to apologize, and I appreciate you guys listening to this and, uh, you know, taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast, and yeah, so let's get right into it. So for our first topic of the day, um, we're going to talk about some NFL free agency. A lot of stuff has happened these past few days, a lot including a move that just happened right now, which I will talk about. I just got the notification for it. Jarrell Casey to the Broncos for a seventh-round pick. That is insane. A perennial pro bowler and a perennial all-pro player getting traded to the Broncos for a seventh-round pick. That is insane. The Broncos are already a sneaky team. Like They could low-key make the wild card. They might sneak into the wild card. They are that good of a team. Like their defense is still no joke. They just need to worry about their offense and with um forget their young quarterback, but with their quarterback that they just drafted in the last like 5 games, they had they had a pretty damn good offense. So, I'm excited to see what that team brings in the upcoming season, but I just wanted to get that out there. That just happened right now and it just continues. The the craziness continues. But anyways, the most important news story in NFL free agency is that Tom Brady is going to the Buccaneers. Now, it's not official, but a lot of very trusted sources, including Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, have come out and said that he plans on signing with the Bucs. They just need to figure out what they're going to say, how to announce it, but it's the the deal is done. The deal is done. He's getting $30 million a year, probably for two years. The deal is done. Tom Brady is a Buccaneer. And you know what? Good for him. <clears throat> I, myself, as a Patriots fan, am not upset about this at all. I think this was a good move for him. Definitely came out of nowhere, but I think it's a good move for him. Um, I can see why he chose the Bucks because, one, because of their offensive weapons, their offensive line. They have a Decent, decent, decent defense. Their coach, pretty well known around the league, well respected. Um, and you know the Super Bowl is playing is going to be in Tampa this year. So this upcoming season, it's going to be in Tampa. So he's trying to make history. You know, 
to be the first quarterback, first team, you know, to play at home in the Super Bowl. It's never been done before. Never been done before. And this season, they might be able to do it. And honestly, I think there's a there's a possibility. I think they will be a playoff team this year because Tom still has a little bit left in the gas tank. I don't think he's the superstar he once was. I don't see him winning MVP this year. I'm just going to keep it a buck. I don't see him winning MVP. I don't even see him being a pro bowler, but I don't see him playing like shit. I see him, you know, having a, a pretty decent passer rating, um, you know, a pretty good touchdown and interception ratio. I think he could throw for another 4,000 yards with this offense, honestly. I think he could – my estimation is that he'll throw for 4,400 yards. That is my estimation, honestly, honestly, just because their offense is insane. They don't have a run game, but their receivers and their tight ends are like – Second to none, pretty much. <clears throat> they have two, two very, very, I wouldn't say elite, but they're, Cameron Brait is pretty much elite. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. And then OJ Howard, third year guy, is coming into his own. All right. They are no joke. Like, you have to cover, you have to decide who you want to cover, and the other one is going to get open. And they can run those two tight end sets where one of them could get covered be the decoy and the other one get, you know, get open, catch the ball, whatever. And they have two phenomenal receivers. You got the perennial all pro, all pro bowler receiver and Mike Evans. And then you have the stud receiver, Chris Godwin, that came out of nowhere. And that's just their two best. I don't even have to get into the rest of the receivers. They have a pretty good slot receiver as well. Um, and a pretty good fourth string receiver. Like they're, their offense is no joke. And not to mention their offensive line was 10th in pass blocking last year. So I think I think Tom Brady made a really good decision. And he's out of the AFC, which the AFC, in my opinion, is starting to become more difficult than uh, than the NFC. Because you got the Chiefs, you got the Ravens, the Chargers are probably going to be good. You know, the Colts are going to be good with Phillip Rivers. You got the Bills who just traded for Stephon Diggs, like... The AFC is going to be no joke next year, honestly. And you still got the Steelers who might, you know, make a run into the playoffs. They still have a decent roster. Um, hopefully Big Ben comes back. He still has a little bit left in the tank, I think. Um, and then obviously you've got the Broncos. Um, I mean, there's there's so many. There's and, and the Patriots. I mean, who knows what the Patriots are going to do? Who knows what the Patriots are going to do? You know what I mean? They might trade for Andy Dalton, and if they do that, I think they'll still be a contender. Honestly, I think they'll still be a contender um, because Bill Belichick knows how to utilize everyone's max potential. So I think his max potential could lead them to a ring, potentially. But I'll get into that in a, in a later podcast, but that's just my opinion. I think they could still be a threat. So you have so many AFC teams that are just elite. They're coming into their own, including the reigning Super Bowl champions and the Chiefs. You know what I mean? So... They're pretty scary, honestly. Even with their shitty defense, they're still pretty scary. You got, you got Patrick Mahomes. You got Patty Mahomes, the superstar right now. He's on a whole nother level. Won an MVP last year, or the year before. Just won the Super Bowl. Reigning Super Bowl MVP in his third year. Who knows what's next for him? I mean, he that may be the next dynasty. But, like I said... AFC getting a lot more tougher, so I can understand this move, why he didn't choose the Chargers, why he didn't choose the Colts. It makes sense. It makes sense. And plus, that division runs through the Saints, and Drew Brees is only getting older. So they have a good roster, but who knows how good Drew Brees is going to play next year. In my opinion, I think Tom Brady's better than Drew Brees right now, even right now. I mean, all throughout their career, I always thought that Tom Brady was better. It's just my opinion. But 
I mean, maybe a little biased because I'm a Patriots fan, but especially right now, I think he's still better. I think he has a little more left to play with, um, considering that his O-line is better than the Saints O-line and that Drew Brees, Drew Brees has a lot of weapons to work with as well, but I think Tom Brady, you know, I think the Bucks might win the division. I don't know. We'll see. Very big story. I think that's the biggest story of free agency right now. But moving on, the AFC East in general is making a lot of moves. The Dolphins just signed like five guys, including Byron Jones, um, a top corner in this league. Not known for his interceptions, but still a lockdown defender. So great pickup. I think their worst move was Eric Flowers. Um, He's definitely one of the worst offensive linemen in the league. I don't like that pickup. I mean, granted, I'm happy they picked him up because I'm you know, a Patriots fan. It's the Dolphins. They're my rivals. But nonetheless, I think it was a shitty pickup. I'm glad they picked him up, but they're spending $30 million on him, and that's just a waste of money. So, And the Bills just traded for Stephon Diggs, so that will, that will improve their already solid offense. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Stephon Diggs. I thought we, the Patriots, were going to trade for him, but obviously that was not the case. And then you got the Bills with their star-studded defense, top five defense, arguably, in the league. Um, the Bills are going to be really good next year. And I think the Dolphins are going to make some waves as well. And then you got the Jets as well, who have Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell. Hopefully they improve their offensive line this offseason, you know, see what they do. Their defense isn't terrible. They've still got Jamal Adams, but who knows what they're going to do with him because it seems like that bridge has been burnt. But I don't know. We'll see. And I also want to note that the Ravens, just got Calais Campbell for a steal. Last year, they got Marcus Peters for a fifth-round pick. Now they got Calais Campbell for a fifth-round pick. Yes, he's old. Yes, I get it. He's aging. Yes, his contract isn't the best contract in the league. Yes. But his contract is expiring, and he's still playing at an elite level for his age. An elite level, period. So that is still a steal, honestly. I think right now he's probably worth it, like, Maybe a third-round pick, second-round pick at best. Probably a third-round pick, though. But they got him for a fifth-round pick, a late-round pick, where hardly anybody comes out of those picks. Hardly anybody comes out of that round. Hardly anybody. So I think that was a really, really great move for the Ravens, who um, are improving their already solid defense. Um, I think they're realizing that you know the defense might have been you know their downfall last year losing to uh, the Titans, getting ran all over. So they got Calais Campbell, who not only can get sacks, but can also run stop. He's just a big body on the line. They just tagged Matthew Judon. I mean, I think they know what their priorities are at because their offense is already going to be elite with Lamar Jackson. He's not going anywhere. Um, So they're just, you know, buckling down on that defense that's already pretty damn good. So I really do like that move. And also, yeah, you got the Ravens. There you go. The Ravens as a contender in the AFC. I think I already said that, but just to reiterate, the Ravens are still a good-ass team. Um, and another move that kind of shocked me was Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers. I don't know how I feel about that. I think the Panthers are definitely going to be better because they have a more accurate quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't think Cam fits that system anymore. Maybe the 2015 offense when they went 15-1 and and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, obviously Cam fit that. But that's not that's not the same Cam anymore, you know? Like, Cam isn't isn't going to ever reach that level again. I think he still has a lot of, you know, juice left. I think he can still perform at a high level, become a pro bowler once again. I just don't think he'll ever cap that again. I don't think he'll ever reach his MVP potential ever again. 
um, especially with his age now. He's 31, 32, something like that. So, he, I mean, he's, he's an older quarterback now. He's a veteran in this league. Still a great quarterback. You know, if the Patriots went and got him, uh, traded for him, I'd be totally happy. I'd be fucking stoked. That is a great pickup. But I just don't think he fits with Carolina anymore, and I think the bridges have already been burned. Um, him and the owner, just how he acts. I think him in New England would be a great fit um, with Bill Belichick. Um, I think Bill Belichick would be able to, you know, humble him, you know, contain all that media drama, stuff like that. But I also think he would be a great fit in Chicago as well. And that's where I thought Teddy Bridgewater was going to go. I thought he was going to sign with Chicago or potentially the Chargers, if not Tom Brady. But that did not happen. Went to the Panthers. So we'll see how the Panthers are. Um, they're going to be interesting. They still have a decent roster. Not terrible. Not one of the worst, but not one of the best. Um, it's just a mediocre roster. So we'll see what he does with that. I think Teddy Bridgewater deserves to start in this league. So he got a pretty good contract. I think he deserved it. Well earned, especially how he uh, performed while Drew Brees was out. So nonetheless, I think it was a good move by the Panthers. Very interesting. I think they should have waited. Um, see how things panned out, but you know, they just jumped the gun, got Teddy. So good move. And the last thing in free agency that I want to note is Phillip Rivers to the Indianapolis Colts. I did not expect him to go to the Colts. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to go to Tampa. I thought that's where he was going to go, honestly, because I thought Tom was going to go to the Chargers because, you know, he's an LA boy, you know, he might, might go to the Chargers. Uh, might, you know, want to play from home, but that didn't happen. But Phillip Rivers, I thought he might re-sign with the Chargers or go to the Bucks. I did not expect Indy at all. So what are they going to do with Jacoby Brissett? Do you think they'll make him a backup, or do you think they'll trade him potentially to a team that might need him? Who knows? It's going to be very, very interesting to see what they do with him. Um, because I think Jacoby... He's talented. He still has some potential. He's still young. This is only his fourth league in, or fourth year in the league. So um, oh, this upcoming season will be his fourth year in the league. So I think he still has some potential. Um, I think he could start in this league. He, you know, he has the potential to start in this league. Um, and I thought he played pretty well last year. Um, but I, I, I do think they should move on from him. I do, because I don't think he fits that system. I think Phil Rivers definitely fits that system more. Um, they have a really good O-line, arguably the best O-line in the league. They still have some weapons on offense, you know, Marlon Mack. Um, they got their tight end, uh, Jack Doyle. They get, Obviously, they have uh, one of the best receivers in the league, T.Y. Uh, Hilton, probably a top 15 receiver when healthy, uh, debatably. But still, you know, he's, he's a number one receiver on most teams. So I think that was a good pickup by the Colts. Um, I think that will boost them potentially into the playoffs. If Phillip Rivers plays like he did last year and the year before, um, he is an aging quarterback as well. He's like 37 years old, so he is aging. Um, Hopefully he doesn't fall off a cliff, but who knows? We shall see. And with that being said, uh, we move on to our next topic, the NBA season recap and cancellation. So, with the coronavirus going on, um, I knew it was bound to happen at some point, but I didn't expect it to happen so soon. But with Rudy Gobert getting the coronavirus and Donovan Mitchell getting the coronavirus and potentially spreading, you know, uh, to other NBA players and teams, uh, I think this was the right decision for them to cancel the league. 
Uh, along with there's four Brooklyn Nets, including Kevin Durant, who has the coronavirus. So I think this is a great decision by Adam Silver and the NBA to just, you know, not necessarily cancel the season, but it probably is. I think it'll be canceled for, for sure. I think this season will uh, be a wrap. But as they say, it's just they're taking a hiatus right now. They're, they're putting a pause on it, but I, I think it's canceled for this season. But I think it was the right decision. I think it was the right decision. Um, I could go into more about Rudy Gobert, how he got it, him like potentially spreading it, him being reckless, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to save that for myself on Twitter. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you can see that I really don't like how he handled the situation, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, but going into the playoffs, you know, we were really close to the playoffs now. We were about like a month or two from the playoffs, so we were getting pretty close. And the Lakers and the Bucks respectively had the number one seeds in their conferences. Um, so record-wise, they both did the best, with the Bucks having the best record in the NBA, um, but obviously not the best team in the NBA. I think the best team in the NBA still is the Clippers, just because of their roster, their pure roster and defense. They have the best player on the planet, was Kawhi Leonard. They have another top 10 player, arguably, when healthy, and Paul George, because last year he was an MVP candidate, and I think he deserves the same respect because he's been injured, so he hasn't been able to perform at the level he's wanted to until as of late, because him and Kawhi have been going on a run lately, um, especially balling out. <clears throat> so I still think he deserves all the respect as of right now. Um, so I, I, I still think going into the playoffs, I think they were the favorites. In my opinion, in my book, they, they are the favorites. Um, I think they would have won the championship. Um, but the only other teams that I could see potentially winning the championship this season, if it resumes, are the Bucks, maybe. Um, the Lakers, definitely, if the Clippers don't. And maybe even the Rockets. You can make the argument for the Rockets because they've been going on a tear as well. They were on a uh, I think a three or four game losing streak, but um, going into the playoffs, I don't think that'll matter because I think they'll get back on track. And uh, if they both perform at the levels that they're capable of at the same time, I think they're one of the most unbeatable teams in the NBA, um, especially with their small ball lineup. I think that was, I think that was actually pretty smart. Not gonna lie, small ball in this game, um, in this day and age, actually does work. So it was very smart by Mike D'Antoni. Um, I think that was a really good move. But, yeah, no, I, I again, like I said, I think the Clippers 100% won the chip this year with Kawhi Leonard winning the finals MVP. MVP, I would say LeBron James for sure. Um, just how he's playing at a high level, especially in year 17 at the age of 35, I think he wins MVP for sure. Defensive player of the year, it's kind of tough. I don't know who I would give it to. I'd Probably Kawhi or maybe maybe Rudy again. Maybe. I don't know. I would say it's between those two probably. Um, yeah, definitely definitely one of the two. Uh, let me think of the other awards. Comeback Player of the Year. Hmm. Hmm. That's tough. I don't know who I would give it to the Comeback Player of the Year. Hmm. Most Improved, probably Pascal again. Just him playing at a high level once again um he went from being a vital role player last year to an all-star caliber player and early on in the season he was an mvp candidate 
Um, so I'll probably give it to him. Uh, six man, definitely Lou Will. Once again, I mean, I think he's the best six man in the league for sure. Um, definitely Lou Will. Um, yeah, so those are my awards. Those are my thoughts on the NBA season. And with our last topic is a UFC recap. This is for my UFC fans. If you guys don't want to listen to it and tune out, I um, appreciate you guys listening. But this is for my UFC fans and if you guys want to hear. So anyways, John Jones proves that he's the GOAT by defeating Dominic Reyes. And I know a lot of people think that it was bullshit that John retained the title. But after rewatching the fight twice, I do see the argument. And I do see why the judges scored it the way they did. Um, I don't disagree with their decision. Even though the judges, as of late, have been pretty shitty, I do agree with their decision. Um, round one and two, you could give to Dom. I think round one for sure. Round two is debatable. I've heard people say John. I've heard people say Dom. I would give it to Dom. Um, but then round three was really close as well. But I give it to John just because he was maintaining the pace, um, you know. It was, he he controlled the pace of the fight. And then rounds four and five, I don't even think you can argue. I think you definitely have to give it to John. Um, the championship rounds just proved that he, you know, he's the champion. You know what I mean? It just showed that, like, he's meant to be the champion rounds four and five. I wouldn't say that he dominated, but he definitely showed, you know, he definitely showed why he is the champion. He definitely outclassed Dom in those rounds. Um, so I had it three two John for sure. Um, nonetheless, even even before rewatching the fight, watching it live, I still had John winning. Um, with this fight, man, he's you know he's alone in the record books. He has the most title defenses of any weight class in the UFC history. He's one hundred percent the goat. And honestly, I, it doesn't matter who he faces again. I think he's gonna win his next three fights at least, depending on who he fights. Because I think they might give him John. I think John should be given a title shot because he just fucking derailed Corey Anderson. Um, Corey Anderson is no joke either. Like he's a solid fighter in the light heavyweight division, but I think John, 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 whatever, Jan, however you want to pronounce his name, John, Jan Blakowicz. Um, I think he deserves the next title shot for sure. Um, he's been on a tear, the Polish power. You know what I mean? I think he deserves his shot. Um, will he, capitalize off of it no I think John is going to piece him up I think John might actually finish him but I think he still deserves a shot considering how good he's been fighting um so I think that is probably John's next potential fight I think that's who they should book but they might they're thinking they're still thinking about maybe doing the John uh raise two. you know the rematch they might do that the immediate rematch but what they should do is have Dom and Tiago fight Tiago Santos, Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos fight for the number one contendership and then fight the winner of John versus Jan. <clears throat> That's what I think they should do. Um, but who knows? Dana White will do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? So we'll see. And I, I, I just want to say that I love the fact that Dana, during, even though the coronavirus has been, you know, confirmed as a pandemic, an epidemic, um, I just love that he's still trying to make fights happen. You know what I mean? Like this past weekend, Kevin Lee, Charles Oliveira in Brazil, and UFC fight night, that happened. The whole card happened. There was no audience, but it still happened. So I can appreciate that. He said that the next three events have been postponed. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. 
Um, but he's been saying that the Tony Habib fight, Tony Khabib fight, is going to happen, which I really do hope it happens because if it gets called off again, then I'm there's no hope for that fight at all. It's never going to happen. It's just cursed. It's a cursed fight. But I really do hope it happens. He's saying that it's probably not even going to be in the U.S., so I really hope and pray that it does happen because, that honestly, that's the biggest fight in UFC history, probably. Like, it probably is the biggest fight in UFC history. Like, it's the most... People have been wanting it since it first got announced, and now this is, like, the biggest it's ever been. Not only because it's the fifth time that it's been booked, but it's also for the title. Before, it was for the interim, and then before that, and before that, and before that, it was just, you know, just a fight, you know. But this is, like, one of the biggest fights in UFC history, 100%. This this will show who is the GOAT of the lightweight division. Is it Habib, or is it Tony Ferguson? In my opinion, it's it's El Kukui. It's Tony Ferguson. Um, and I think he beats Khabib. I don't think he's going to darse him. I don't think he beats him by a darse choke. Yeah, I know he's been saying that, but I, I don't think he beats him by a darse. I think he'll beat him by elbows. I think he'll he'll knock him out, honestly. Whether it's by doctor stoppage or, you know, just by the ref stopping it. You know what I mean? I, I think with the, his, I think his elbows are going to be a really big problem for Khabib. And just... Just because he's so wild, like, I think it's going to throw Habib off, and I don't think he's going to be ready for what all that Tony has to bring with him. Um, I think, obviously, obviously Habib is going to try to take him down. Uh, he might take him down a couple times, but I just don't think that Habib is going to be able to finish him. I don't. And I'll, if it goes to a decision, Habib might win it, but I don't think it will. Uh, if it goes to a decision, I have Habib winning, but if it doesn't, if someone finishes each other, I have Tony finishing Habib. Um, I don't know if Tony will submit him. I doubt it. I mean, he might, uh, he might with like maybe a guillotine, but I don't, I don't see him finishing him by submission. I see him knocking him out or by doctor stoppage, but nonetheless, I have Tony winning the fight. If I had to bet, I'm betting on Tony Ferguson. Okay. Hopefully that fight happens. I'm really excited for it. It's about a month away. It's literally a month away. Uh, it, it's one of the most, it's one of the most important fights to me. Um, and I think to all fans in the UFC, it's the most anticipated fight probably in UFC history. And I'm really, really excited for it. I just really hope it doesn't get canceled. So I can appreciate Dana White and how he's trying to handle the situation. Um, so hopefully that fight continues on. But also I've heard that over the summer, they might Dana might book Connor versus Gaethje. So uh, I wonder... I wonder if that fight will actually take place because honestly, I hope it does. I think that's a really good fight. I think the winner of that should get, you know, a shot at um, the winner of Tony Habib. And even Habib has said it if he beats Tony, that Connor has to go through Gaethje to get to get another shot. So hopefully that fight does get booked and it happens. I would love to see it. I think Gaethje, you know, I think he gets waxed, but. I mean, he's still an entertaining fighter. I mean, he could he could make some moves. I'm not counting him out. He's definitely better than Donald Cerrone. I think he could put up a way better fight. Hill, he might even, like, catch Connor and knock him out. Who knows? Um, I think Connor will knock him out, honestly, if I had to bet. I think he will. But, I mean, Gaethje is dangerous. Gaethje is very dangerous. I think he has the potential to knock out Connor. He does have the power. He's pretty quick. His leg kicks are fucking ridiculous. So, he, I mean, who knows? The, the ref might stop the fight because of Connor's swollen-ass calf. Who knows? Um, but I really do hope they book that fight. 
But what's next for Usman? Who do you think he fights? Do you, does he fight Jorge Masvidal? Do they give him the Colby rematch? Who knows? I personally hope that they give him the Colby rematch. I think that will be a better fight for Usman. One, because I think Usman shits on Jorge. Um, but two, I think Colby deserves the immediate rematch with how he performed. Even with the broken jaw, he made it a close-ass fight. He would have won the damn fight if he didn't break his jaw. If he didn't break his jaw, he would have won the damn fight. He would have won the decision, honestly. And I think the ref called it a little too soon. Um, but nonetheless, I think Usman had a 10-8 round in round five. I agree with my buddy Tristan. We were talking about it like a couple weeks ago. But uh, Colby wins that fight if if um, if he doesn't break his jaw, honestly. So I think that's what uh, they should book for Usman. But the Nine times out of ten, they're probably going to book the Jorge fight just because he's, you know, he's a big name right now. He's on fire, so, and it's a new opponent for Usman, so that's probably the way they're going to go. But what's next for Izzy? Hmm? What about UFC 248? What did you guys think of that? Because honestly, I, I thought the card itself was really fucking good, but the main event, man, the main event, like the co-main event literally carried that event. Like, after the co-main event, I was so hyped for the main event. I didn't know what to expect. But, man, did it really, like, live down to the hype. It didn't live up to the hype. It lived down. Like, that was so fucking shitty. Like, I don't even know how you score that. I think, after rewatching the fight, I think Izzy won. Once Watching it live, I had Yoel winning 3-2. But after watching the fight, I had Izzy winning 4-1. Um, but it was so hard to score because neither of them did anything. And Izzy was running and Yoel was just standing still. Like it was such a boring ass fight, but what's next for Izzy? Hmm? What's next for Izzy? Does he wait for the Robert, um, till fight to end and he fights the winner of that? Um, what do you think's next? Honestly, I think that is the way to go. I think that's who he fights next. Um, I don't see him fighting anybody else to be honest. Um, as of right now, but who knows, maybe in the next couple months, someone makes a name for themselves right before that fight happens and he fights him. Who knows? I don't know. I think that's who he should wait for. I think he should wait for the winner of the Robert Till fight, which I'm also very excited for. I think that's a good fight for both of them to get back on track. Um, Till, you know, he just recently beat Gaslam. So, um, and his move up to the middleweight. So I think this is a really tough test for him. Oh, actually, Actually, he might go for Jared Cannonier. I mean, Jared Cannonier would be a good fight for Izzy. I mean, I think he pieces him up. I think he finishes him, but I think that's still a good fight. He's still a, a top-ranked contender in the middleweight division, so I think that might be a good fight while he's waiting for is uh I can't speak waiting for Robert and uh, Darren Till. So I don't know. We shall see. But the last thing I want to talk about is Stipe BC three. It's not confirmed, but Stipe is now healthy. He has recovered from his eye injury that could have, you know, retired him. So I'm glad that he recovered. He's my favorite fighter right now. Um, for those of you who know me, um, I'm really excited to see what the future holds for him. But they're saying that Stipe DC3 is in the works. And I really hope that fight happens just to prove who is the heavyweight GOAT. As of right now, it's Stipe. But if, if DC wins again, then who knows? We shall see. But I'm really excited for this fight. I hope they book it. And with that being said, thank you guys for joining me on this episode of the Real Talk Podcast. I know it wasn't long as like the other ones, um, but you know, I just had to record. I had to, had to get one out. 
it's been too long. And uh, hopefully once this Corona settles down, I can, you know, produce weekly up until I go to basic training and train. And then after that, hopefully I can get back on track once again and post weekly. So again, thank you guys for joining me and peace out.